Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There is a new Harvard study that actually says that only 8% of capital writers, quote, wanted a insurrection. That's why they weren't loaded and didn't have weapons and weren't shooting anybody because no one was planning on having an insurrection. Well, I say no one. Uh, 92% of the people there had no intention of there being an insurrection. In fact, the only person that was shot was an unarmed woman by a Capitol Police officer. But this new comprehensive study by hardcore leftist Harvard University of the motivations of those who participate in the January 6th, quote, riot at the U.S. Capitol found that only 8% wanted to start an insurrection or civil war, contrary to the claims by the January 6th committee. The Harvard Crimson has now reported, quote, in the most recent comprehensive study to date of what motivated they say trump supporters to attack the capitol the shorenstein center research found that 20.6 percent of the rioters were motivated to take part in the riot because they supported trump another 20.6 percent of the rioters cited trump's fraudulent claims that the 2020 presidential election was rigged as their primary reason for participating in the january 6th riot the third, they say, most common reason for attacking the Capitol, a desire to start civil war or an armed revolution, according to the study. The problem was they weren't armed. Almost 8% of defendants, defendants, so these are people being charged in the actual riots, indicated it was their main motivation. So in other words, it wasn't. 92% of them said it wasn't. Now, these are the people that have been charged with crimes, okay? This isn't even the, the, the people that showed up for the rally that didn't go down there or maybe went down... Walked down to the Capitol, and then all of this broke out, right? In an interview, Fagan said he was surprised by how frequently support for Trump and concerns about the election were cited as primary motivations for joining the January 6th, quote, attack on the Capitol. As a constitutional law scholar, Jonathan Turley has pointed out, the study suggests that many of the participants in the riot believed, rightly or wrongly, that they were defending democracy, not trying to overthrow it. The study found that a plurality of the 
417 that have been federally charged, these defendants were motivated by, quote, the lies about election fraud and enthusiasm for his reelection. It concluded that the documents show that Trump and his allies convinced an unquantifiable number of Americans. Listen carefully. The representative democracy in the United States was not only in decline, but an imminent existential danger. But before I get into that part of the story, I want to tell you a little bit about my good friends over at Legacy Precious Metals. And if you have not looked at gold and silver as a way to protect your hard-earned dollars against what's happening on Wall Street with inflation, it's time for you to call them and get the free investor's guide. Why? Because so many around the world are now using gold and silver, and historically they have, for decades as a protection, a hedge against inflation, which is exactly what we're dealing with right now. If you're terrified to look at your retirement account, your 401k statement because of what's happening on Wall Street, that's all the more reason why you should call and get the investor's guide in gold and silver. Protect your hard-earned money and diversify. Call them and get the free investor's guide from Legacy Precious Metals. 1-866-751-2218. 1-866-751-2218-legacy pminvestments.com. Now, did the United States government spy on Donald Trump? Yes. Did the United States government impeach Donald Trump, not once but twice, over things that never happened, like Russian collusion? Yes. Did the deep state know that Hillary Clinton paid for the Steele dossier and the DNC, Democratic National Committee, paid for that dossier? Yes. Did they say early on that the Steele dossier was clearly, quote, user-created, meaning the person that brought it to us is the one who made it up. Yes, they classified it. Did they then weaponize the Steele dossier to try to overthrow the will of the people? Yes. Is it clear now that they also have two sets of rules in this country? Rules for Republicans and then another set of rules for Democrats where they can do whatever the hell they want to, like insider trading Nancy Pelosi and her husband, many other Democrats, and some Republicans that have done that. Is it clear that Joe Biden and his family were able to whore out America to the highest communist bidder and not have to worry about prosecution? Is it fair to say now that the United States government allows for Democrats to play by a different set of rules with suspicious activities in their bank accounts? Is it fair to say now that in the United States of America, if you are a Republican, you can go to jail for not even committing a crime, but being framed for those crimes around, for example, January the 6th, and be charged with crimes and be held without a jury trial and be put in prison for an extended period of time because you were at the wrong place at the wrong time? The answer is yes. The answer is yes to all of what I just said. And one of the things that I think is incredibly frustrating about everything that I just mentioned to you is that this administration gets to play by a different set of rules than we play by. And everybody knows it, folks. Including those in the deep state. So when people say they're concerned and they think that this country, and I go back to this report, right? Many of the people involved in January the 6th thought that they were defending democracy in the United States and said that, that our democracy was not, was not only in decline, but in imminent existential danger. Can you understand why? Look at Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation. Follow the money. Think any of us could get away with that? While you're, I mean, look, look at, not, for, forget that. Look at Hillary Clinton and the amount of cash that was coming in before you could even get her attention while she was Secretary of State. Look at how much money dried up after she lost that run for the White House. Look at how the Clinton Foundation was basically shut down because the game was over. Look at this email server. She can have emails on a server in her basement that are top secret and no one gets in trouble. And then she can literally burn 
that server to make sure that she doesn't get in trouble. You understand why people think that there's a real threat to our democracy in the United States of America right now? There's another interesting headline right now. Republicans on track to win 230 House seats, a new CBS model predicts. This is exactly why. Now, this is CBS saying this, okay? They say, and this is coming from CBS News tonight, they put this out saying Republicans are on track to win a clear majority of 230 seats in the House of Representatives this November, according to this new battleground tracker model that was released Sunday evening. The battleground tracker takes a district-by-district approach to analyzing races and measuring public opinion. Since control of Congress is won across hundreds of individual elections, not by national popular vote, CBS explains this is significant. Some Democrats have expressed hope that the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade and ending the constitutional right to an abortion could steal some of the GOP's momentum. But it seems as though high inflation and the normal rhythm of election cycles are handicaps too big, too large for Democrats to overcome. Now, what this would mean is that Republicans would have 16 seats more than they needed to take control of the House. And to get the House, all you need is 218 to control it. We would have 230. They predicted net gain of 19 seats for Republicans. It's far higher than the seven additional seats the GOP needs to secure a majority. Democrats who currently hold 220 seats can only afford a net loss of two seats. And it looks like there's no chance that's not going to happen. Now, the model of error, they say, has a margin of 12 seats, meaning the Republicans are projected to be between 282 and 242. Even on the low end of the range, Republicans would still emerge from the midterms with control of the House. This is why the American people are responding in the way they are to this administration. Because they don't feel like the they, they feel like the game is rigged. When you look at the Hunter Biden issue, when you look at Senator Johnson saying you can't trust the FBI to get to the bottom of the Hunter Biden issue because of everything that's happened, when you look at a president that's so weak that we're having Americans being taken to Russia and they're and, and, and people are, are are using American citizens as political pawns, people don't like it in America. You even have foreign leaders now saying enough of Joe Biden. Foreign leaders are now saying it. China is now saying that about Joe Biden. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. 
when I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You wanna know just how bad foreign relations are under president biden this is just an example you got a sign of just how weak america is right now by just looking at how fast the relations between china and the united states are falling right now we can't even agree on what our own leaders said to each other in a conversation Two very different versions of one telephone call are now coming out. The White House is insisting right now that Joe Biden scolded Chinese President Xi about forced labor and genocide involving Muslims in his country. China says that's fake news and that the Biden never raised either topic during the call between the two men. Now, here's the part that I think is very interesting about this story. I don't think that Joe Biden scolded anybody. Let's just be honest. China's official readout of the call says its leaders warned against House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's plan to visit Taiwan during a trip to the region, saying those who play with fire will perish by it, basically threatening an assassination of the third in command of the United States government. And officials later suggest that visit would be seen as an invasion of China itself, quote unquote. In response to questions, the White House press secretary declined to confirm or deny that she said anything of the sort about Pelosi, adding, I'm not going to speak to that statement. So what's the truth? Did Biden deliver on his promise to stand up for human rights? My guess is probably not, because they've got a lot of dirt on us. Well, at least I should say the Biden crime family. You really think that Joe Biden, who just sold oil to a Chinese communist oil company controlled by the state, which his son apparently still has a financial interest in, and he does as well because 10% is held for the big guy, is going to get on a phone call and start reading, you know, you know, shouting and, and, and really telling the Chinese leader, you know, here's what you can do with your human rights. And if you look at the readout here from China, China effectively threatened World War III if Pelosi goes ahead with a visit to Taiwan, which is now having to practice air raid drills. That's how far we've fallen as a country under Biden's leadership. I don't really have to guess who said what about what on this phone call, because I already know that America's weak and China's strong. And if you don't stand up to bullies or you can't because you're compromised because of your son and you and your family's corrupt business dealers in China, which I do believe that the Bidens are clearly compromised and the FBI won't tell us that or and the State Department won't tell us that and the CIA won't tell us that because they hate Donald Trump and conservatives so much that they refuse to look at the crimes that have been committed by the Biden crime family. By the way, it doesn't have to be this way at all. An obvious solution is for the White House to actually release portions of the call transcript that relate to those issues, but they won't because I think probably the Bidens are blackmailed by China right now. The fact is that this suggests that Biden is not playing straight with the American people. Because if you were playing it straight with the American people, then you should have nothing to hide and you would release a transcript to show them that you did what you claimed that you did because there'd be no downside to this unless you didn't do it. Unless you are, in fact, lying to the American people. And I have no reason to believe he's telling us the truth at this moment. 
Now, these issues do represent very important elements of our foreign policy. Number one, Taiwan matters. It is critical. It is absolutely critical to our foreign policy. We know that China has a clear desire to gobble up the island democracy and its frequent invasion simulations mark a new problem. A new alarm for our allies, our Asian allies, especially Japan and South Korea, if we allow Taiwan to go to China. But there's a lot of people in America like, I don't have an appetite for this, so if they want to do it, let them do it. And that's exactly what we said during World War I and World War II, isn't it? Right? Like, let, just let, let, let Hitler keep going, right? It's not us. At some point, it's going to be us. At some point, it's going to be at our doorsteps. At some point, it's going to happen. Right, this idea that you can just look the other way and continue to look the other way and, oh, that's over there, it's not my problem. At some point, it becomes your problem and it's a big problem. China has total control over us right now and we should all understand that. Not only does China have total control over our economy right now, they have a ton of our debt, that's one of the problems. And one of the other problems outside of the debt is the problem that they also control our economy with their goods and services. You can't even go shopping anymore without the majority of the things you come back from, from any basic store saying made in what? China. We need China more than China needs us right now, and they know it, and they're using it to our advantage, but they also know they can bully us right now. And they can bully us right now because the President of the United States of America is so weak. I have no doubt that they're probably telling the truth that the President did not get in the face of China. Why on earth would he do that right now? He has no leverage. And if he was going to get in their face, then he would have done it probably um, and not sold them oil to the company that his son has a vested interest in. That's how much I think they own us and they are they own the Biden crime family. U.S. policy, by the way, about Taiwan's status has been labeled strategic and uh, strategically, uh, you know, looking at it as, well, we're not really sure. Biden has caused confusion about what America would do in response to a Chinese invasion. On three earlier occasions, he said America would defend Taiwan militarily if China invaded. And three times White House aides have walked back those statements saying that was not U.S. policy, which is limited to selling Taiwan equipment to defend itself. Yet now it seems that a mere visit by Pelosi is grounds for Chinese threats of military action and invasion. And if, in fact, Xi said anything suggesting as much on the call, then China has unilaterally changed the rules of the agreement, the arrangement that was promised with everything that we've done with them. Promising war if America does not comply with their demands, that's where we are with China right now? Because Nancy Pelosi might go visit Taiwan. Pentagon, by the way, is already ready to backup plan for Nancy Pelosi's Taiwan trip. As China is raging. Quote, that's a monumental event, which is why it's imperative that the American public know not only what the Chinese president said, but exactly how Biden responded to it. One possibility is the president promised Pelosi wouldn't make the visit. Wouldn't be surprising, given that Biden said days ago that a stop in Taiwan was, quote, not a good idea. There are also reports the administration privately urged her to skip Taiwan on the trip, which began on Friday, because they wanted to make sure they didn't have an international incident. GOP Senator Mitch McConnell actually said something this week, and I give him credit when he says something that's smart. He said letting China dictate the terms of what an American official can do going to one of our allies would be a victory of sorts for the communist nation. Now the ante has been raised, and for Biden to back down in the face of public threats would be an even more significant sign of American weakness. Moreover, quote, a cancellation of the visit would amount to a slap of Taiwan and its people. It would also tell China it can restrict where top American officials are free to travel in that part of the world. So what actually took place on that phone call this week is is a very big deal, not just in terms of U.S.-China relations and the security in that part of the region, but the White House refusal to come clean suggests the truth is not 
Biden's friend. Because if Biden did what they're claiming, then they would release it. The other question is blackmail. I don't know how you can separate this lie from suspicions that Biden is severely compromised when it comes to dealing with China. It is an undisputed fact that his son Hunter Biden, his brother Jim Biden, and other longtime family associates received more than $11 million from a Chinese conglomerate with ties to the Communist Party. Joe Biden was vice president when that arrangement began in 2015, and there is solid evidence he was the big guy in line for a secret 10% cut of expected billions in a joint venture. Now you got the whistleblowers. You have Joe Biden's alleged role looks to be linked to the sales pace of the so-called FBI investigation of Hunter Biden, which we know is compromised, which is now in its fourth year without a single indictment being filed. We now know the GOP congressional leaders, long suspicious the Bureau was dragging its feet to protect the president, now claims more than 10 whistleblowers have come forward to complain that agents working with congressional Democrats are dismissing allegations against the Bidens as disinformation, even without investigating them. Those reports and the slowness of the probe have now led former Attorney General Bill Barr to reverse himself and say last week that a special prosecutor should take over the case of Hunter Biden. Bill Barr was speaking this week, and he said that the... that it is looking at these intervening events, especially recent reports about FBI whistleblowers and the possible reach of the investigation, referring to going all the way up to the top level of the United States government in the FBI, in the CAA, in the DOJ, and at the White House of the President, warn adding the protections of special counsel status to assure that key decisions are made independently without political favor, quote-unquote. The Communist Party leadership, here's what I know, in China owns us right now. And the president can look at you and lie to you and tell you. And this is what he's been trying to do. He's been trying to tell you that he's standing up for American interests in China, but not releasing the transcript tells you everything you need to know that he's probably lying to you, that he's nothing more than China's lapdog, or they compromised him to the point where he can't stand up for American interests. Think about it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? It look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining me now is my good uh, friend, former senator and former presidential candidate, Rick Santorum. Uh, uh, senator, as always, it's nice to chat with you. And Rick, I want to ask you uh, your opinion on some of the biggest news has broken over the last several days when it comes to Hunter Biden. We, we know now that Hunter Biden has basically whored out the White House and the Naval Observatory to get deals done with his father. We know that the majority of the meetings he was having with his dads were after international business trips and his business associates were in the meetings with him, including at the White House. Uh, we know that the FBI knew about this. We know that they've had a copy of this laptop since 2019. Uh, and we know that they purposely filed or decided to classify some of the information on Hunter Biden uh, as as information, they said that was probably propaganda uh, or foreign Russian interference so that they could close the investigations into Hunter Biden before they even got open. And now Senator Johnson has said he has zero faith in the FBI. So we cannot trust them to get the bottom of these allegations involving Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings following these whistleblower reports that claim that they purposely buried, quote, verified and verifiable dirt about the president's business dealings, specifically with his uncle, Jim Biden, and with Joe Biden. You're your former senator. You look at this. How did we get to the point where now the FBI is able to hide information like this and still not be held accountable? I, I'm truly shocked. Are you? Well, uh, it is shocking. Uh, the uh, the fact that the FBI uh, has done these things is shocking. But look at what the FBI did uh, under Jim Comey and uh, how they treated, frankly, even the Hillary Clinton situation to the, the obviously the Russia Russia situation, uh, all of which was deplorable behavior. And you know we have to remember, uh, and, and people have short memories that. You know, the FBI under J. Edgar Hoover did a lot of things that were, were uh, not, you know, may, maybe some you agreed with. But the bottom line is they, they had their, they, unfortunately, with that kind of power, you get leaders who have their own agenda. And they can use the, uh, the you know, the very good people. Most of the people at the FBI are terrific people and servants, uh, but they use the power to accomplish their own goals. And I think that's what we're seeing here. And it's, and it's tragic. Uh, because at a time when the country is very divided, you you would think uh, that you could rely on uh, our institutions of justice to to be that blind uh, person with the in the sense that you know the, the 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 scales balanced and and not look at the politics and not have their own personal agenda or political agenda, but that doesn't seem to be what's going on here. And uh, to see the uh, for a generous term, kid gloves being played uh, to, with, uh, with Hunter Biden and the sledgehammer that has been leveled against the Republicans who, are, uh, who, who have been under investigation just further infuriates and creates distrust 
infuriates conservatives, but also creates distrust in our institutions uh, that they are going to be, uh, that justice is going to be blind and, and going to be meted out in a fair way and the rule of law actually matters. All those things are now um, being thrown under the bus by, uh, by really rogues in the, in the Justice Department doing political biddings. Let's talk about, and you knew some of these people, uh, I, you and I had a debate, uh, many of them, when we both uh, were conservative commentators over at CNN. Uh, I, I want to take you back to right when this laptop came out, right before the 2020 elections, and it was very clear that the media's preferred candidate was obviously Joe Biden, and it was the preferred candidate of what I would now refer to as the American intelligence oligarchy. You had 50 plus senior U.S. intelligence professor, professionals who signed a letter claiming that the laptop's contents were, quote, Russian disinformation. That's their own word, Senator. And they wanted to stop Donald Trump from sending out tweets about it. They wanted it to be classified as uh, misinformation, so it would be shut down online. That's exactly what happened. But you had the U.S. spy chiefs who signed this infamously misleading letter. And and I wouldn't even say it was misleading. It's a straight-up lie. This included the top levels of our intelligence community. It had John Brennan. It had Leon Panetta. had Michael Hayden. had James Clapper. And they all said to the American people that this laptop had to be Russian disinformation and, and everybody's sitting there, the top levels of our government, you know, in, in, in spying and everything else and investigative work, they all signed this. Is that not now a part of this conspiracy, this criminal conspiracy that the top level people knew? And they knew they had to know that this was real because they were the ones involved in protecting America from adult children of any leader in this country being used as political leverage against the United States of America. They had to know it was authentic. They have people that they employ that their entire job is to look at information like this and decipher what is real and what is not real. And yet 50 of them came out to sway the election and said, no, 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 this is misinformation. And they all signed their name to it knowing they were lying to the American people. Well, let me let me just say, as far as any kind of criminal criminal charges, none of these people were in office. I mean, these are all former intel people. No, no, I, I'm not saying they were. Really, I, I, let me let me rephrase that because I, I want to make clear. I'm talking about the Biden crime family when I say this criminal activity. But these individuals clearly were in and around the White House at the time when when Hunter Biden was involved in so much of this. I mean, they had to have known what was going on. When this when, when this was happening, they can't say they didn't know it. I, Th- they were I, in charge. Here, yes. So so here's here's what I, I you know we were at CNN together and we talked to a lot of these people in the green room and and actually debated them on 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 air. The reality is, and you know this, Ben, they believed Donald Trump was a threat to our republic, and that they were willing, as you see from that letter. They were willing to lie to the American public about uh, Hunter Biden and, and, and all of these stories in order to stop Donald Trump from being elected. They saw him as an existential threat. I mean, they said this to you. I'm sure they said it to you. They said it to me. Yes, they, they saw did. Donald Trump as someone who should not be in the White House, must be gotten out of the White House. And it doesn't matter at what cost. We, you know, and, and, and in fact, they're willing to lie and put their reputations at risk. Because that was in my, in their mind, this was a an heroic act for them to 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 stop Trump, and unfortunately, there's still people who believe that, and so they're not they're not coming out saying, "Gee, you know, we made a mistake, and you know, we didn't know all this stuff." You're right, Ben. They did know all that stuff. They they they're not going to admit a mistake because they knew what they were doing when they did it, and they realized and and, and they rationalized it that they were doing a greater good to the to the republic by getting rid of Donald Trump. You know, what the, the issues I think is is even more now, you got to keep it simple stupid as I put it, and you got to understand we have a huge gift from the Democrats because very yeah. quickly we've seen what they can do to destroy a country. And remember, the weaker we are, the more powerful they become, which is their entire plan. 
Look at what they've done uh, with inflation. Look at what they've done with the economy. Look at what they've done with taking away our rights. Uh, And I think that's something that's going to be so important at CPAC Texas to talk about those. And it brings up another issue. Victor Orban, who you and I sat with, who who we had a great conversation with him uh, over in, in Budapest. There are people that are criticizing Hello. him coming to America, and they are criticizing uh, him coming yeah. to CPAC. I think it's important that we have grand debates. I think it's important to hear from other leaders from around the world and to hear about the things they've done well and things that they wish maybe they would have done differently. And I hear people that want to take a, a shot and they want to attack conservatives for listening to others. I mean, you look at just the wealth of information from when you and I went over and spoke in Hungary. And one of the things that I think was so interesting was to hear about what their world looks like in the reality of being dependent on Russian oil, being dependent on Russian gas. These are things that are so important that people don't understand if you're in that part of the world, you're landlocked. And if America isn't producing oil and gas, then we got to get it from somewhere. And where are we going to get it from? We're going to have to get it from Vladimir Putin until you guys figure out something else that can work better than that. I want to get your thoughts on having a foreign leader come in and talk in this country, someone who may have a different uh, government than we have, but has different insights in that part of the world. And specifically, when you're neighboring Russia, why are people yeah. freaking out over having a foreign leader come and talk about how they do things somewhere else? Yeah. First off, Viktor Orban is the leading conservative voice, elected conservative voice uh, in Europe. Uh, it was right for CPAC to go to Hungary. And you and I were there and, and I met with Viktor Orban, spoke with him. Uh, Viktor Orban is in, a, is in a very, he borders Ukraine. Almost all of his energy he gets from Russia or through Ukraine. And, and the idea that we're going to hold them to the standard that, well, uh, that, that, uh, that they shouldn't have any relationship with someone who provides all the, almost all of the energy for their country is ridiculous. He can't commit suicide for, for his nation uh, by cutting off uh, fuel. He's also landlocked. So unlike all these other countries that can get LNG shipped in, he has no way to get LNG into his country. Just uh, recently got to take a trip. It was a, a, an amazing trip to uh, Budapest, to Hungary, uh, to speak at CPAC Hungary. And we also uh, had uh, a, a very uh, interesting opportunity to sit down with, with Viktor Orban, who is the prime minister of that country. Now, I always love moments like that because you get to talk to individuals that have a very different world perspective and a worldview. Uh, and I think one of the things that we do in this country, and it frustrates me many times, is we try to assume that every other country should act like we act or has the ability to act like we act in America. And that is not always the case. Uh, you look at where Hungary is as a country. You look at how uh, their country was affected during uh, the world wars and who has been able to occupy their com- country. Very different Uh, and where they are in the world compared to where America is. You look at when it comes to domestic issues like oil and gas, they are landlocked, and they very much are dependent on oil and gas, unfortunately, from Russia, which means they are going to end up being different and acting different than we would because they are, in many ways, held hostage by Russia, just like Europe is right now uh, because of what's going on with oil and gas. Uh, Senator, I, I wanted to get your perspective because... You and I sat down with him, and I, I didn't for a moment uh, think that he was going to have the same worldview or the same thoughts and everything as I do or you do. Uh, their country and their government is different than our country uh, and our government. But this is a guy that's a hardcore, uh, I would say, conservative in that part of the world where it's very hard to be a conservative uh, in that part of the world. And he's a guy that understands how important it is to you know, be energy independent. He understands uh, what it's like to deal with Russia on a daily basis. Ukraine is, is, is a, a border neighboring uh, place. And then we find out he's coming to America to speak at CPAC. And the left just totally loses their mind and goes insane, saying, how can you have this guy over? And why would you ever listen to this foreign leader? 
And I want to get your take on that. I think it's important to have a grand debate and listen to people that maybe you don't agree with everything they agree believe in and vice versa, but it doesn't mean that you don't listen to what they have to say. You're absolutely right, and you, you set it up you know, perfectly. The reality is that Hungary is uh, in a very precarious neighborhood. They border Ukraine. Uh, they have lots of immigration press pressure coming from the Middle East up in through Hungary. So immigration is a very big issue in Hungary. Uh, he got into uh, uh, the left went crazy on a speech he gave in Romania, uh, uh, I think it was last week, uh, and uh, you know, claimed that he was a racist and claimed that he was all, of course, they call all of us racist because we wanted to have a secure southern border. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt when the left you know, charges you as a racist because you want to protect your border. And, and in a sense, that's what, what Orban said. I mean, that's one of the things we talked, you talked about energy, but the other big thing is immigration. And, and what Orban has said consistently, repeated and reiterated, not just in Romania, but in Austria uh, shortly thereafter, that Hungarian culture is threatened by people coming from the South, particularly Muslims who are coming and uh, seek not to integrate into Hungarian culture, but to set up a separate culture, and we and and he points to uh, accurately what's happening in England, what's happening, excuse me, in the UK, what's happening in France, what's happening in Germany, and he says, I don't want that to happen in my country. I mean, we're they're a small country, they're a country that uh, is is further south than any of those countries I, measure, I mentioned, and have a lot more pressure on their border than uh, than those other countries, and they they want to maintain their culture, Western civilization the Judeo-Christian principles that undergird it. And to, to say that, uh, people claim you're a racist. No, he's not a racist. I mean, we, I have complaints, as you I know, about the concern about what's coming across the southern border. But it's not a concern that Mexicans and, and Guatemalans and Hondurans are not part of Western civilization. They're not Judeo-Christian in their ethic. They are. Uh, there are all sorts of other reasons, you know, drugs and crime and a whole host of other things that we have to be concerned about as well as just the sheer number. But, but they have a fundamentally different threat. And to, for us to, to sort of play, uh, that they're, all they're doing is, is, is sort of uh, playing a racist game uh, because they, they, you know, they hate Jews and Muslims. Nothing could be farther than the truth. What they want uh, is a, a country that its civilization can be maintained and their culture can be maintained. And this, this, as we know, because we had this conversation then, there's probably never been a regime in, in Hungary that's been more favorable to Jews than this regime. So the idea that this is not an open and welcoming regime to Judeo the, the Judeo-Christian worldview is simply false. You know, you mentioned you know, having a secure border, and when you and I were in favor of a secure border, what did they say? They said that you know we we are racist. When when we're Donald racist. Trump, yeah, when Donald Trump advocated for the border wall, they 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 compared him to Nazis. The Biden administration yep. came out this past week. The Biden administration has quietly just approved the construction of the Trump wall of the U.S.-Mexico border wall near Yuma, uh, Arizona. And Joe Biden had previously admonished Donald Trump over that wall and his immigration policies, saying that they were racist. And, 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 and he even said, not another foot. Remember, that was his campaign line. Not another foot of this yeah. wall. And now Joe Biden... Uh, whose his entire mantra throughout the 2020 presidential campaign regarding the construction of this U.S.-Mexico border wall is it's a racist wall, it's a bigoted wall, and we're a welcome and open country. But then he says we have a secure border. Well, now they have plans that they filed for four major gaps in the wall that are there right now to be filled to stop the busiest corridors of illegal immigration crossings. So I guess now Joe Biden's saying, I'm a racist, Right. Yeah, well, this is where reality meets, uh, you know, Trump's ideology and, and their ideology and pure politics, uh, which is what Biden was all about. Biden, Joe Biden was never against the wall. I served with Joe Biden in the United States Senate. He understood, just like all of us understood, that wall was a part of an integrated border security network and that there were, there were certainly important gaps in that wall. And we all admitted that until politics trumped reason. And now he is confronted with the fact that he has a disaster at the border that is hurting not just Americans and, 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 and communities that are being flooded with illegal immigrants, but frankly hurting the illegal immigrants themselves who are being trafficked and, 
and, and drugged and a whole host of other problems that are associated with, with what's going on down there. Lastly, I want to ask you, I, I am getting to that point, and you and I talked about this, and I, I just want a, 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 a 20-second answer. I am at the point now where I don't care about name-calling, and I, and I hope to inspire others to vote for what you believe in, stand up for what you believe in, and if they're calling you a bad name, it probably means you're doing something right at this point, especially if it's coming from the left and the media. Are you in the same camp now? You play to win and forget trying to, quote, get along and make everybody kumbaya and feel good because it doesn't work anymore. The one thing that I give Donald, credit, Donald Trump tremendous credit and, and am eternally grateful to that he showed that the, the absolute hypocrisy uh, of, of, the, of the Democrat media, and he showed that you can stand up to them and fight against them and not, not get, not get uh, assassinated in the process. In other words, not get killed politically in the process. Uh, it, more Republicans need to understand what Trump did. The, le- the, the mainstream media is part of the Democratic Party, and don't treat them with that de- any deference because they deserve no respect. It's time to win and stop trying to get along. I'm just tired of this kumbaya. It's win. When you win, you do what you want to do. Senator, I appreciate your time. Thanks for sticking around for an extra segment there. And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon, my friend. My pleasure. God bless. Bye-bye. Make sure, by the way, that you share this podcast with your family and friends. Hit that little forward arrow and text it or put it on social media so other people can hear about this story about how dangerous our open border is. While the media does everything it can to try to shut you down, silence us, and make sure no one knows what's really happening. Also, hit that auto-download or subscribe button so you get this podcast each and every day for free. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.